Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hi, everybody. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast for February 18th. It's day two in Tampa officially, but day one for workouts. The report day was on the 17th, the 18th, the first official day of workouts. A lot of pitchers through. Aaron Boone liked what he saw. And he specifically said that Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyone looked how you would hope they'd look on day one. And uh, that's important because of the injury questions that both of those pitchers carry. And they're not alone. A lot of them, and I'm sure the situations will come up along the course of the spring, how we break down how everybody looks based on what their injury history has been and how much the Yankees are looking to get out of them in 2021. We're glad you came back for day number two here. We're doing this every day here at WFAN.com during the spring. Uh, some highlights for you on the first workout day. You're going to hear from Aaron Boone, Garrett Cole, Zach Britton, and Darren O'Day. A Boone session is daily, and one of the things that I asked him about today was about his team meeting. First official workout, he gathers the group, and the Yankees have 44 pitchers and catchers in camp. Normally, they would all be sitting in the same clubhouse at Steinbrenner Field, and Boom would address them as one group. Well, with COVID protocols, they had to break down into smaller groups. Aaron Boone basically did his uh, opening speech twice, two different times, to a smaller group, and he'll have to do it again a few more times next week for position players when they arrive. Another group of uh, 20-something position players uh, coming into camp next week will have to hear the Aaron Boone speech. Um, it's always filled with some optimism and telling players to be ready because if you're in this room on day one of spring training, you have a chance to be on a big league roster and in the big league uh, in a big league game during the course of the season. So that's an important part of the message, plus the main goal the Yankees have of winning a championship and getting themselves prepared for that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask Aaron Boone, though, was the idea of getting back into the 162-game grind from this perspective. Last year, when they started up again with summer camp in July and they knew it was going to be a 60-game sprint, it was easy for everybody to say they were focused and committed to the goal and, and saying that they understood all the protocols and what the end goal was and why they were there to do it. Um, I asked Boone what it was like now trying to navigate that through the 162-game season rather than 60, keeping the players focused on that goal. You had a, you know, a certain unknown last year where you 
kind of plowed through this in 60 games. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to ward off quarantine fatigue for eight months, what are some of the things that you can kind of build into this to keep that from happening and, and keep this team focused on what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> keeping the expectations um, very high um, is one way. And, and knowing that that carrot's out there, knowing that we have a group of guys that by and large, um, you know, have experienced a lot of success, but a lot of disappointment too. And, and so the, one of the things I feel like we have going and have had going for us is, is a hunger with this group. So, um, you know, we haven't gone through this in 162 in this kind of scenario in a pandemic. Um, so there'll be challenges along the way. Um, but those will be things that, you know, as spring unfolds, as the season unfolds, as we continue to learn how to live and exist and thrive in this environment, um, you know, we'll evolve with it. And, and with that is the challenge of, of making sure we are, have the right kind of focus to survive the long haul. Now, one thing to keep in mind during this spring, pitchers and catchers are working out at the Yankees minor league complex, the player development complex, the vernacular around people who cover the team and who work for the team. They call it the Himes complex because it's on Himes Avenue uh, right down the street from Steinbrenner Field. It actually overlooks the uh, uh, Raymond James Stadium, the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium, where, of course, the Super Bowl was uh, just a couple weeks ago. And um, that's where the pitchers and catchers are going to be working out. The position players will be working out at Steinbrenner Field when they report. Again, trying to keep the numbers down, the groups down with the COVID protocols. But at some point, you know, that kind of affects team chemistry. You know, pitchers and catchers don't always stay by themselves, and the position players don't always stay by themselves. They have to get back together, and that's important for Aaron Boone because he knows how important the team chemistry is going to be with this group. You know, I'm kind of torn on it. In a lot of ways, it's really good for us because the, you know, the facilities here that we have and, you know, the, the kind of things that pitchers and catchers can work on here um, are really valuable. Um, but I do value the team being together and building that camaraderie, especially when you're talking about, you know, guys like Tyone and Kluber. I, w- I want them to be around their position players. I want them to get to know them. So we, we will at some point um, – before spring training ends um, and we're able to cut down some, we will, we will move guys over to GMS when we can get it at a controlled level for that, for that as much as we can. I I want, I want to be able to build that camaraderie and and have guys just communicating and, and starting to, you know, talk like they need to talk amongst each other. We didn't get to ask Aaron Boone who his opening day starter is. We usually get that out of the way pretty early, but we're pretty confident the answer is going to be Garrett Cole. Uh, Nothing really would uh, happen to keep that from happening unless, God forbid, something happened to Garrett Cole. But uh, I think we're pretty safe in assuming that he's going to be the Yankees' opening day starter. His preparation from is pretty meticulous, and it was fun to watch him prepare in his first season, his first spring training, what we got to see of it as, uh, as he went about his work and how much he enjoyed the preparation, talking about his preparation with fellow pitchers, things like that. Uh, one of the things I found interesting was something I read in a Q&A he did with Steve Serby from the New York Post last weekend, and I asked Garrett Cole about that. Basically, this is about how spring training helps him get ready for the season and what some of the signs are he looks for along the way. 
I was reading the Q&A you did with Steve Serby in the New York Post, and one of the things that stood out to me when he asked you about your goals, you said, I'd like to settle in to a good delivery sooner rather than later. And I'm curious for a guy who's done this, you know, pretty much his whole life at this point, how do you go? What's the process like for settling into a good delivery? What are the easy parts? What are the hard parts as you navigate these next you know, month and a half here? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I mean, we have time. I mean, we want to finish at, you know, at the, the end of the year with, with our best delivery. So, you know, you don't want to rush, but you want to be deliberate with your practice early. The challenges are, you know, the volume ramps up really quick. You're starting to face hitters. Right after you face hitters, you go into games. As you go into games, every single time you, you know, you're pushing the amount of pitches. So quite often, you know, or especially earlier, you're walking off the mound fatigued. And I think the most important thing to try and uh, to settle into your delivery as quick as possible is to, you know, try to limit the amount of bad reps and, and, and try to, you know, have a high percentage, high high percentage of, of, of good quality execution. So really just staying disciplined, um, you know, on, on, on focusing on every rep uh, and trying to bring more good out than bad, um, knowing that we have enough time to prepare and, um, you know, the process will take care of itself naturally as, as, as long as we, you know, we throw quality work out there. What are the visible signs for you that your delivery is comfortable and allowing you to do what you want it to do? I recall, you know, many years ago, Mike Messina said getting his fastball to the glove side was the sign that everything is moving in the right direction for him. What are, what are the signs for you? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty staple. That's a pretty staple read from, from a lot of pitches or for a lot of pitchers, rather the extension side fastball is, um, you know, it, it forces you to be really balanced through your delivery um, and deliver the ball, you know, on time. Um, so it's a, it's a really good indication of, um, you know, how, how, how well you controlled your delivery to that point. I think for me, I look at that pitch uh, along with just, you know, the fastball profile in general, not having, you know, try to limit the, the arm side run, try to be as efficient with the rep as I can. I always like to, you know, try to be put as minimal effort as I can and get as, as much power and much efficiency as I can out of the rep. Um, so I'm focusing on, on those kind of things right now and, and looking for the ball to carry through the glove and the pitch shapes to, you know, to, to be where I want them to be. So um, that's where, that's what I'll, that's what I'll do. Zach Britton also joined the Yankees Zoom room today, and Britton had some high praise for one of the Yankees' newer signees. Darren O'Day is a member of this bullpen, and O'Day and Britton were teammates in Baltimore. And uh, actually, you know, not having, not knowing a lot about O'Day's background and his, uh, his position with that team in Baltimore, other than seeing him and his delivery and knowing what he looks like off the mound, uh, I found this interesting from Zach Britton talking about O'Day's influence, not just on him, but on the entire team during their time together in Baltimore. Yeah, I played with Darren for a long time. Uh, he was there when I was making the transition from starting to relieving. Um, and, um, you know, basically everything I know about the process and the routine of being a reliever, I learned from Darren. He really took me under his wing. Um, and I feel like, you know, his career, he's been very underappreciated. You look at his numbers, his career, this guy's you know, been an elite reliever for a long time. Um, and, you know, I kind of just soaked up all the information he had for me. And uh, even him pitching in front of me as a closer, I don't think the, the years that I had, um, you know, a lot of that was because of the work that he was doing in front of me. So we have a good bond. 
Um, I'm really excited that he's here. I think he can help out a lot of our young pitchers, not just relievers, a lot of young players in general. He was, you know, one of the biggest leaders in that clubhouse when we had some good years in Baltimore, uh, taking young players like a Manny Machado under his wing, actually. And I, I think he carries a lot of respect everywhere he goes. So I think adding him to our club is was was a great add. So Darren O'Day steps into a leadership role, it would seem. Um, I actually threw him, uh, caught him off guard, it seems, uh, made him laugh when I when I spoke to O'Day uh, to open his Zoom press conference when I told him that based on the current roster, he is the oldest player in camp and has the most service time. Uh, he got a little chuckle out of that. Maybe that's not the question he uh, assumed he'd get to answer out of the shoot on uh, day one. Uh, as a New York Yankee, uh, but he brought some good perspective to that because what I really wanted to ask him was, given what Britton said about his leadership ability, how hard it would be for a guy coming into a brand new team in the role that he's in, you know, he's not a position player, everyday player, um, a little bit uh, a different kind of influence that he can exert uh, with his influence and leadership and how he found that ability just starting out on day one with his new team. Um. You know, I'm, I'll be honest, Sweeney, I was a little nervous coming into camp today, too. Uh, just, you know, a new team, getting to know everybody. Uh, it's always it takes a little bit. So I'm just going out of my way to, to meet the young guys, talk to them. I meet the older guys, too. I guess everybody's young to me on this team. But uh, just to get to know them and, and see how they tick, I think, you know, you can't really um, make any great strides with people until they trust you. So just just getting to know them a little bit and know that, you know, I'm here to help them, and uh, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, and, and I've been taught by others and, and helped by others that helped me avoid some other mistakes. So maybe I can pass that knowledge down to, to one more generation, one more group of young guys, and I can enjoy watching them pitch for the next 15, 20 years. How do you feel about surviving as long as you have in this game when your role has largely gone to guys with high velocity? I mean, there's a building you guys are throwing in that's called the gas station now for crying out loud. I mean, how do you feel that you've been able to, to navigate that and survive? Yeah. They had to make an exception to let me in that place. Uh, I think I have to go throw, you know, the bus stop or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it's different. You know what? But I, I think there's always a place in this game for, for, for different people. We can quantify just about everything <laughs> these days, spin rates, you know, break all that stuff, but you can't, it's tough to quantify deception. Uh, and I think that's something that, that often gets overlooked. These hitters are so good. I, I can't, I wish we could tell you guys how good they are. Uh, you know how good they are, but I wish you knew what it was like to face them. They get used to seeing the same stuff over and over. So, you know, 95, when I first came into the league, 95 was, there was maybe one or two guys on a team and he was probably the closer. Now it's everybody throws 95 and these guys actually 95 to them now looks like 90. So, hitters get conditioned they kind of get that that software programmed in their brain to hit this this high spin 95 96 at the top of the zone so you got somebody coming in just a couple ticks uh, lower than that maybe about 10 uh it, it just throws them off a little bit so it uh, that that's the reason for my longevity is the deception and uh, just kind of knowing my way to how to pitch through a lineup and all that good stuff so Darren O'Day joining the Yankees bullpen, and uh, you know it seems like he's going to be the type of guy that uh, fans are going to really like 
uh, hearing from. It's he's you know he has the reputation of being a guy that's accountable, and I think just personality wise, I think it's somebody you like to see. Obviously, you're going to want to see him pitch well. He made reference to uh, uh, in, in a later question. Uh, he was asked by Jack Curry of the Yes Network. What some of the compliments he uh, he had heard uh, from opposing players about his style, his delivery, and how hard he was to pick up? Because you know other players talk, and really, when we say compliments, uh, they really want to know how hard he is to to, to hit. So uh, O'Day relayed a story about how Alex Rodriguez in the 2012 playoffs, when O'Day was with Baltimore, it was the five game division series that the Yankees one in 2012, he said Alex Rodriguez basically said that he couldn't see the ball because of O'Day's sidearm, underarm, underhand delivery. And uh, that's a pretty good compliment if you're a pitcher. And that goes to what O'Day was talking about with the deception that he offers, something that is hard to measure. But obviously when a hitter of the caliber of Alex Rodriguez said, I can't see the ball, uh, well, that's a pretty good way to measure what you're talking about. And if you look back, as I just did, at the numbers O'Day put up against the Yankees in that division series, he pitched in four games, a total of five innings. He did not allow a hit, walked only one batter, struck out four in five scoreless innings during that 2012 division series. So quite effective back then. Obviously, it's a long way away. We're now in 2021, uh, but he is still very effective at what he does. And he's actually looking forward to uh, not being a victim of the uh, three batter uh, of you know, three batter rule, uh, or being aided by the three batter rule. Uh, he does have a method to get out left-handers, not just right-handers. He said he, he likes using his four-seam fastball up in the zone uh, to attack left-handers, and he enjoys the idea of preparing all day to play and not having to face only one batter, which has happened a lot in the past, but now obviously uh, that's gone because of the uh, the three batter rule, which influences a lot of left on left guys, but also a lot of right on right guys, similar to Ho- to O'Day. So something he's looking forward to. And uh, you know, Zach Britton made mention of the guys' uh, uh, depth of guys who can throw you know an inning or two and maybe not wear out the bullpen, as uh, as we've seen. Uh, happens at times during the course of seasons. Some other highlights from what Aaron Boone mentioned today. Uh, some, uh, you know, the nature of uh, you know house housekeeping type things. He did talk to Domingo Herman about his cryptic Instagram post. Um, and, you know, Boone thinks that he's uh, in a pretty comfortable place going forward, and he seems to be fine. Um, you know, Zach Britton had some strong things to say, actually, about Herman, um, and he said that when he was asked about if Herman needed to address the team and clear any air because of everything that happened with the domestic violence situation, the suspension, Britain said he doesn't owe anything to me. It's more off the field. Um, and, you know, the one, one comment that stands out when Britain said you can't control who your teammates are. Uh, he said you have to. He has to deal with that on his own and make better decisions going forward. So clearly Zach Britton... Um, you know, showing his distaste for what is clearly um, a very distasteful situation that Domingo Herman found himself in. And, um, you know, that's going to be something interesting to watch because of what Aaron Boone said yesterday, too, that nothing has been promised. So uh, Herman is walking into a clubhouse where people know what he's been accused of, um, and they, you know, have all have their own views on it, and they aren't necessarily just handing him a job and saying, here you go, go get him, kid. Um, 
he's going to have to earn everything. So there are a lot of physical and mental hurdles for Domingo Herman to show that he's going to be part of this team in 2021 going forward. Uh, some other housekeeping from uh, Aaron Boone. Luis Severino's rehab is proceeding well. Remember, he had Tommy John last spring. He's out throwing up to 120 feet and should be throwing off a mound for the first time in a couple of weeks. And Gio Urshela was among position players. Remember, he had the offseason surgery, so he's allowed to work out a little bit earlier. Uh, and he has been throwing, taking ground balls and throwing across the diamond uh, and going pretty well. Uh, he's close and he's in a good place, according to Aaron Boone. So that's the day two recap. Yankees spring training in Tampa. Uh, and uh, remind you to come back to the WFN.com homepage daily for my podcast and for Ed Coleman's podcast, recapping the Yankees and Mets daily spring training deals. Uh, won't lie to you, we are not in Florida. We are working remotely from New York, but we have access to all the things happening down there. And as we proceed, we'll probably speak to some of the reporters who are actually there on the ground and get a feel for what they're covering on a daily basis as well and get their expertise along the way. Uh, come on back to the WFN.com homepage, and I promise at some point soon, when we clear some of these technical hurdles, you will be able to get these on your normal podcast formats uh, like Apple Podcasts and on the radio.com platform as well. So thanks again for listening on day number two. We'll be coming back to you again tomorrow for another uh, edition of the WFA and Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.